Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection for September 27th, 2023. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant us to trust in you with all our hearts and to abandon all thoughts of our own strength. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So, start out by asking you a question. Have you ever heard the phrase, you have to play the hand you are dealt? The phrase comes from playing cards. You get so many cards and you can't get different ones, or at least in some games that's the case. And you have to do what you can with the cards you're given. Job was dealt cards. Job had this life to live with all the loss and the suffering. How would he do it? I've known a lot of people in my life, and many of them, possibly including you, have been dealt a hand that is certainly not a royal flush, or not even two pair. What will you do with the hand dealt to you? You might say, well, I don't play cards, so this is not going to be something I can relate to. Well, we all play the game of life, and we're all dealt a hand of cards we may not want from time to time. We can call it circumstances, bad luck, or whatever we want to, but metaphorically, it's a hand of cards we have been dealt. I have selected one Old Testament reading and one New Testament reading that I thought would fit in well with our study and reflection today. No matter what kind of hand we are dealt, God will be with us. The first reading I chose is from Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And this next reading makes me think, regardless whatever hand we were dealt, we are to fix our eyes on Jesus. Focus on Jesus and don't dwell on the hand that we've been dealt. This reading comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Life is like a poker game. It's impossible to change the cards that we are dealt, but what really counts is how we play that hand that we've been dealt. This is a story I want to read you that came from a book that I have enjoyed. The book is titled Chicken Soup for the Soul, Attitude of Gratitude. And this is a story by an individual named Gail Gabrielle. 
and I thought it would be great. I wanted to share this with you. So she starts off, life is like a poker game. It is impossible to change the cards that we are dealt, but what really counts is how the hand is played. In 1989, I received a hand that I had absolutely no idea how to play. My adorable, spunky, two-year-old son, with his trademark spiky blonde hair, had just been diagnosed with a form of autism. I was devastated. We also found that little Zachary was nonverbal, which added a unique twist to his autism. Imagine not being able to express your needs, wants, or emotions. The frustration must be monumental. It was even impossible for Zach to tell us when he was in pain. We kept trying to find a communication method that would work, but he was unable to focus long enough on any technique. After all, he was just a toddler exploring his environment, which was filled with many sights, sounds, and adventures. His exasperation grew along with my desperation to make his world coexist comfortably with ours. Eventually, I began losing touch with the little things that used to make a difference. Reading a favorite book, taking a long walk, driving with the top down on my Jeep. Instead, I found solace in climbing into bed at night, hiding under the sheets, and forgetting about this poker hand that I was not playing very well. Time marched on. As Zach trudged through the terrible twos, he struggled to find ways to make himself understood. Dragging family members by the hand offered limited possibilities at best. We tried to keep pace with him. Current technology didn't interest him. When all else failed, my creative, industrious son drew upon his quirky problem-solving strategies. Finding him perched on top of the refrigerator or sitting on the top shelf of a bookcase were not unusual occurrences in our household. He was fast and furious, small yet mighty, requiring 24-hour surveillance. Occasionally, though, his aggravation would become overwhelming. Screeching at the top of his lungs or throwing things resulted. It broke my heart. We had definitely entered a new normal. A couple of years later, Zach was in special needs preschool that he enjoyed, and many adjustments had been made to accommodate his autism. Life was moving along, but it was never quite the same. I seemed to have lost a piece of myself. The sounds of young children talking to their moms made me envious. Hearing Zach's voice would mean the world to me. One beautiful morning in May, I gave Zach a big hug when the school bus dropped him off. I told him that I would get a snack ready, but something was amiss. He wasn't interested in eating. Instead, there was a look of determination on his face. He had a mission. Keeping careful watch over him, I stood in the kitchen as he walked over to a wooden shelving unit in the dining room where I kept a collection of fragile, precious moments figurines. He picked up one of them, turned it upside down, and examined the bottom of it. Part of me wanted to say, please put that down, Zach, but the words got stuck. Something told me to remain silent. 
As he put down the statue and picked up another one following the same process, I realized that he was looking for something. This went on for a few minutes. Suddenly he turned around, clutching his newfound treasure. Gazing at me with those beautiful brown eyes, a small smile briefly appeared on his face as he offered the piece to me. Then he quickly scootered off to watch Sesame Street. Puzzled, I found myself looking at an adorable image of a little boy with big brown eyes. He was holding a flower. I peeked at the bottom, just as Zach had been doing. Tears welled up in my eyes as I read the words that I thought I would never hear. Mommy, I love you. In one brief moment, my nonverbal four-year-old son said it all. A little boy who had to struggle to make himself heard came through loud and clear. It suddenly occurred to me how much I had been missing in the past two years. What had I been thinking? All I had to do was look around to be appreciative of all the wonderful blessings in my life. So often I had neglected to give thanks. Whispering a soft, thanks, God, I walked over to my son and gave him a warm, snuggly hug. I love you too, Zach. Thirty years later, I still recall the morning that a loving, silent message taught me to count my blessings daily, fill my heart with gratitude, and learn to play my cards like a pro. You know, in every situation... We may feel like that we've been dealt a difficult hand of cards, but God is powerful, God is purposeful, and God is present. Life is not fair. That's okay. Most of us are, most of us are better off than we deserve, and when things are dark, we know that his presence and love will be ours. You can trust him always, and amen to that. Now I'm going to read a Facebook post that a friend of mine posted, I believe, maybe three years ago, uh, and, and it was written in response to her daughter, who is nonverbal as well, and it's so beautifully written, I wanted to share this with you. And I quote, may we always strive to understand her and how she sees the world. May we always lift her up and encourage her in the face of the world's misunderstanding of her. She is perfect in God's eyes. Oh, if only to have his vision, end quote. Let us pray. Almighty God, our creator, you are powerful, purposeful, and present in our lives. Please grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and govern our hearts. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.